Uh, hey. Hey. It's easy pills to swallow. Lexi and Peyton here. That silence gets, as I keep saying, a little longer each time. But that time in particular, I was like, when are we going to go? And that's what I love about that silence. Uh, pharmacy fun fact, pharmacy fun fact. Did you know, did you know the vitamin K antagonist known as warfarin was initially invented to be a ro rodenticide or rat poison? It was officially approved as a poison in 1948. However, just six years later, it was approved for use in humans as a blood thinner. And it has been a staple in anticoagulation ever since. I knew that. No, warfarin's pretty cool. <laughs> You're de dealing a lot with warfarin, aren't you, with INR? Yes, I am. As a matter of fact, in my current site, I famously am doing my acute care right now at St. Cloud Hospital. And I've had to do quite a bit of warfarin dosing in the past couple of weeks, which is, as many pharmacists say, an art and not a science. Um, sometimes someone will come in, we'll start their home regimen, and they'll skyrocket up to like a three or a four INR. And it's like, what happened? Mm -hmm. Are we not eating? Probably. Or we've started on completely different medications. Or you're sick, you're infected. You know, there's so many factors that go into INR. One but would argue it's just vibes. Fun. Yeah. Um, I have a funny story. Um, okay, great. Before, of course, we check in with you, Lexi. I'm doing okay. I had a really weird experience uh, on Monday. So for our, our truly loyal listeners who know me very well, I was born in the St. Cloud Hospital, the place I'm working at right now, 23 years ago. And I enjoyed a wonderful stay of an unknown length in the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit, because I was a twin. And so was my brother, obviously. And we were pretty small. I think I was under five pounds. Throughout the week, my gestational age, um, I could probably ask my mom who's downstairs, but that would be unnecessary anyway. So I stayed in the NICU for some amount of time. And on Monday, not one, but two nurses looked at me and said, are you a twin? And I was like, oh my God. And then they said, did you stay in this NICU like a, like a few years ago? By a few, they meant like 20. I was like, I, was like, ah, I don't know if it was a few years ago. I know. And I was like, yeah. And they said, I remember you and your mom. I was like, oh yeah. Because my mom worked as a nurse at St. Cloud Hospital and knew some of these nurses. And so they said, Go say like say hi to my mom for me, and I was like, okay, great. How did you recognize me? <laughs> yeah, like two people. One of them said, "I bet you sang in the St. John's Boys Choir with my son," and I did. I had when I was like thirteen. He was eleven. We were both in the top choir together, and that just baffled wow. me. I'm still shocked by how small of a world it feels when I'm back here in St. Cloud because there's patients I recognize from just working in general in the area and and there's tons of practitioners I recognize from just life and, and and meeting people and so it's been it's been kind of a roller coaster over there I did my first presentation of two I give another presentation next week but this was a journal club on a new echinocandin antifungal for an invasive candidiasis and it went great there were no questions asking me like to prove or to prove my or, uh, back up my rationale for my conclusions which i thought meant that my conclusions were well backed up already so i thought that that went really well otherwise life's going okay i loved peds when i was three days in the in the pediatric unit i thought that was super interesting i made my first recommendation where i was like yeah good job where i noticed a kid was on penicillin uh, prophylaxis for they have sickle cell disease. Um, if you have sickle cell, your spleen is kind of damaged by those rigid cells. And so you need prophylaxis until you're about five years old with penicillin. But when you turn three, the dosage increases. And this kid had turned three a little bit ago, but they hadn't seen their primary since. And so I was like, oh, they need to increase that because they're three. And so I recommended it. And I was like, I don't know, it was a niche situation. And I was like, wow, this is what it's like to be a pharmacist. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's been it's been cool so far. Lexi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. This week has been better than last. So that has given me some hope uh, for the rest of rotations. And, you know, and I, I kind of realized that like, we're going to have those hard days and we're going to have those hard weeks and that's going to continue oh, even through rotations and beyond. Like we're going to have Remember. hard days, even once we're licensed and 
20 years down the line, like it's still going to happen. So this week has been better than last. I presented at a PNT committee meeting this morning to see which RSV vaccine we should carry, whether that's a RxV or a Brisbane. And I was terrified out of my mind for it, but it went well. I held my ground. I think I spoke very well and I did my research and I could answer their questions. And if I didn't know it off the top of my head, I had the studies pulled up so I could find the answer right away. And they accepted my recommendation and then asked me to lead the in-service next week for it. So that was really exciting. And so we'll be starting to carry a Brisvo here shortly and it will be available to adults aged 60 and older and pregnant patients only through gestational weeks 32 and 36 though so see here's the deal that's like actionable change right there yeah that's you're saving lives lexi so that was that was exciting and i've just I've gotten a lot more confident and I've gotten a lot more like aware of my surroundings now that I kind of know the site more. So that's been helpful. And yeah, my sister's going to be here tomorrow. So that's just going to be great. That's going to be already, amazing. Yeah. She'll have already have been here by the time this gets posted, but I'm just really excited. That's been helping me get through the week and yeah, Arizona's starting to cool off. The weather's beautiful, gorgeous. And Oh, I just got, here's another update. I just got an email back from my next preceptor and I have Amcare up in Colorado. I think I'm really going to like it. And my preceptor seems so cool. Like she asked me where I was living because if I didn't have a place, she had some ideas and I was like, oh, that was so nice. And a week away from when you're going to be there. What? A week away. Yeah. But you know what? She was on vacation. So like I got an out of office email. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And But I told her that I was living with my aunt and she was like, oh, okay, well, there's another clinic in Lawnmont that's like 20 minutes closer than our clinic. So on my work from home days, maybe I can see if I can get you in there so that you don't have to drive as far if I'm not even going to be in the clinic. And I was like, that would be so nice. And I only work four days a week because she does four 10 hour days. And she's like, but I won't have you do a full 10 hours because you'll have projects to do at home. And I want to make sure you have time to work on those. And I was like, so nice so anyway i'm really excited for amcare next block which is coming up so fast holy moly but speaking of amcare we talked about amcare with our lovely guests today we have two guests peyton would you like to tell us we're going to switch it up who our guests are today count them two two guests um can you guess who our guests are that's right it's shannon and Fiona. Now, Shannon, you will recognize as one of our very first episodes. I believe our fourth episode? It was Rotation Reflection 1. So I think it was the fourth because it was, was f- the pilot, Iris, the kids, and then I think it was Shannon. A fourth episode. And then we have Fiona, who has never been on this podcast before and also who is not even a pharmacy student. She is a, a physical therapy student uh, in Chicago. And the, the whole reason for this podcast is just because Shannon and Fiona are much like me and Lexi, where they, they got to know each other before college even started and, and were friends from from negative day one, which I have am reminded every day was when Lexi and I actually met. It was not it was a Sunday before college started, not the Saturday before. You'll get to hear us go over that story again in this episode. <laughs> Regardless, it was super fun. It was great to catch up with Fiona again, especially since Lexi and I have not had the chance to really see her and talk to her like for a while. So I am I'm very excited for them to be on the podcast. Lexi, are you ready to welcome them on? Yes, please. This was such a fun episode, and I hope everyone enjoys two dynamic duos back together again. Uh hey. 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 Hi. <laughs> it's easy pills to swallow. Lexi Payton, Shannon, and Fiona here. Lexi Payton, Shannon, and Fiona here. This is true. Thank you, Lexi, for telling the truth. Absolutely. Anytime. I'm now, a truther. We're back. <laughs> we're back as always. However, we this time have two guests. And for the first time we're breaking convention, we have one repeat guest and one new guest. 
although these two are no strangers to each other and to us. Please welcome Shannon and Fiona. Shannon and Fiona, can you both please share your little introduction with each of us? Well, I can go first. To our loyal listeners who don't remember, I am Shannon. I'm a P4 at Drake. So I'm in my sixth year, but fourth year of pharmacy school. I am from Phoenix, Arizona. And I am currently at, in my block four, I am in an ambulatory care clinic in Des Moines, Iowa. Do you have another fun fact? Um, my fun fact is that I have been to the Grand Canyon three times. That Whoa. is three more times than me. Really? That's two more times than me. <laughs> Fiona. <laughs> okay. Um, hi, I'm Fiona. Um, I am a second year PT student at UIC. I did go to Drake. That's why I'm on this podcast because I know these people, believe it or not. Um, I, um, I live in Chicago. I'm, that's like where I grew up. And a fun fact about me is I, oh, I'm running a 10K in November. 10,000 miles? <laughs> correct fiona that's insane (laughs) please tell me it's a turkey trot no i was actually when i was planning this out of my head i haven't done my drake intro in so long peyton like so long that i was like i have to practice this i was like oh it's not a turkey trot it's actually at the beginning of november for our listeners who don't know for our listeners who do not know fiona and i both worked for the office of admission while we were Students at Drake University. I guess I'm still a student, but obviously not working as much now that I'm rotations. But we both had to practice our Drake University intros every day because we had to introduce <laughs> ourselves very quickly and with efficiency. And it's okay, Fiona, that you haven't practiced that in two years. And <laughs> I will say, before we started, Fiona did say she could still give a tour of Drake University with her eyes closed. So I really think I could. But walking forwards and not backwards. Walking forwards, never backwards. We can't be too ambitious. I did I did learn something. Uh Fiona, can you tell me which building graphic design is based in? Um yeah. Um the, it's the one across from the admissions office. Um I don't oh Carnegie. Yes. Up on actually the, uh, like second floor. It's a creepy door that you can't really get in because the lock's kind of yes. weird. Yeah. Yes, it's locked with a special code. You need the code yep. to get into that room. And that's your fun fact of this part of the episode. <laughs> anyway, so we go way back. <laughs> so this group, this group goes way back, all the way back to sometime during pharmacy school. Now, all four of us, I think, collectively met later than Shannon and Fiona met. Can can you two tell us like how you got to know each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We actually lived next door to each other freshman year. Like, our dorms were next door to each other. Um, we lived in Stolly. Yay, Stolly. Um, in the basement. Stolly basement girls. And we were in the same first-year seminar, a small dose of toxicology, good times, our origin story. Great times. Amazing times. Dr. Sacco. That was our guy. Yes. Um, we, okay, you remember, like, when we like moved in, there was like that ice cream social thing that night. Yes. We did not yeah. meet at that. Actually, we met the next morning because we like you know, like the like meet up with your group, whatever. And I think we both met a lot of people. We ended up being friends with for a lot of freshman year at that ice cream social, but we didn't meet each other. And then I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong here. The donut that we split was that like that morning or the next morning. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No, I do remember because it was an Oreo donut and I don't really know why we felt the need to split it because we definitely both could have eaten one by ourselves, but we did Mm -hmm. share it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like we did meet at the ice cream social. I, maybe we did. I don't know. That night was such a We had some extroverted friends. We did. I was not extroverted. Yeah, it wasn't you. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) I don't know what else, like, that, that, that's how we met, right? We met at Welcome Weekend. We've met, we yeah. were friends before 
the first day of freshman year even started. And so that was pretty, that was pretty iconic. Mm -hmm. That's so, that's so Lexi and Peyton core. Seriously. Mm -hmm. I was just about to say that. Like we had the, I mean, not the exact same origin story, but it was, it was friends before the first day of classes. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, there we go. I got someone. (laughs) I'm going to be fine. (laughs) I actually, I distinctly, I think you guys, I don't know why I remember this. I feel like you, you and a couple other people would sit like behind me and other people during biology lecture. Well, that would have been fall semester freshman year in yes. it wasn't me in which fiona was a bona fide i was not a science major at the time <laughs> wait what yeah what was your major i was like an open journal sort of journalism major at the time because i like couldn't do science like i was so science burnt out from high school but i like there was no hope of me sticking with that because i'm not an extrovert <laughs> and you like really gotta think about the people that we know that were in the J school that were like so like bubbly, like able to talk to anyone. That is not me. I had no future there. <laughs> the J school is definitely a small but mighty uh, college they, on like, our campus. So like bubbly, happy people with so much like extroverted energy. And I was never, I had no place there. <laughs> we are all scientists, first and foremost. <laughs> this is something I didn't know though. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't really talk yeah. about it because it was really like not my best move, but whatever. I do That's okay. Remember, Be- I do remember the basement crisis that happened when, mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I can't be a journalism major. And I was like, mm-hmm. agree. <laughs> Where are we going from here? <laughs> but here I am at UIC now. So this is where I was going. <laughs> there you go. That's such a Drake story. To start out uh-huh. in journalism and then switch to sciences. <laughs> I also believe Seems that like I think every opposite. person on this campus needs to have at least one basement moment <laughs> where they're like, we- I'm switching everything. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Whether it happens or not, everyone has at least one of those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what these two met. And obviously they've been best friends ever since. I believe, did you guys room together soft- starting sophomore year? Or is that starting junior year? Sophomore, junior, and senior year incredible and of course you moved into the the glorious west village west village west village remember and to be fair Um, we kind of lived together a little bit freshman year freshman year for parts of freshman year we were kind of living together you're so right anthony called us um the friends that never separate yes you remember that (laughs) yes they were walking into gk and of course fiona and i were walking out of gk together as we always did 100 percent of the time and they said, oh, look, hi, it's the friends who never separate. And that, I believe, was the last time I ever spoke to them. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. I don't think I ever saw Anthony after that. Ominous. <laughs> but yeah, he he did nickname us that. Interesting. Hey, you know what? A nickname that sticks. It, it's it was spot on. He was accurate. We really were together all the time. So where, where our story truly comes to fruition in my mind is p1 year or fiona's junior year sorry fiona you're not a pharmacy student you are pt um <laughs> and i think in particular a moment that defines my college experience <laughs> well there are a couple there are a couple and we're not going to get to the main one yet first i just want to specify where this all began which was due to the covid pandemic um us p1s got immunization certified early uh, during P1 spring. P1 spring, in my opinion, is one of the harder semesters of pharmacy school. And I think especially due to pandemic stress and this vaccine course, it added a lot. So we all got vaccine certified. Me, Lexi, and Shannon sign up for this vaccine clinic. And I don't know about you guys, I'd never given a single shot in my life until this moment. Like other than the, the fake saline shot that I gave my partner during the practical exam. I never given a shot before, and I had I already so given hundreds, but I was happy to help anyway. <laughs> Thanks, I Shannon. also had already given hundreds. Yes, I had given zeros, and at the end of that <laughs> clinic, I'd given tens, and I was very happy about that. <laughs> but anyway, we do we do this whole clinic together, and then afterwards, I think it was Shannon who was like, "We're grilling burgers <laughs> at my apartment." <laughs> 
It was still and very so, much like winter. <laughs> no, it was. It was freezing. <laughs> but you know what? We went on over, and that day was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no reason why. Just had a lot of fun. It, it was, was so fun getting we to know were everyone. All and... there, Peyton. That is why. That is true. No, it was the mixture. It was the atmosphere. It was the burgers coming in like two hours after we got over to the apartment. <laughs> and the burgers were good. I just want to say, I did... There was snow on the ground still. I do remember that because I stood at that grill, A, trying to get it to light for like 100 hours. Because you ever tried to use the West Village grill, they were impossible to light. It was so embarrassing to be out there trying to light those grills. But I was out there for so long by myself trying to get that grill to light. So I do take some of the blame for that. I was on tater tot duty, so I was out. <laughs> no, those tater tots, they were on point. They were ready. <laughs> Walmart tater tots. Fiona, once you did get it going, it, they were great. They were wonderful. They were burgers. And it was all fine in the end. Success. Ultimately. Fantastic meal right there. Five stars. Five star experience. <laughs> That 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 whole that that restaurant experience deserves a couple Michelin stars, just for the atmosphere and the food, obviously. But one of the best days of my life. Anyway, we move forward. We start studying together a little more. This P one spring is where you really have to like study. Not that you didn't have to study before, but this is where it's like you got two to three exams. It feels like a week. You feel like you're 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 just trying to keep up, keep your head above water. And so we start setting together a lot in the atrium. Now, I don't know if it was the the night that we're all thinking about, but was that the same night we ordered mac and cheese or not mac and cheese? Was it the mac and cheese Fong's pizza? Yes, yeah, it was. It was. This was all the same night. That was an eventful night. <laughs> wait, so what? Wait, was it like cold outside? I remember there being like complications with getting this pizza. Oh, it was outside. like it was like February, yeah. And- icy and lexi and i like bundled up and traipsed our way to fong's pizza to go pick up the pizza and then we brought it back and then everybody was like oh i don't like mac and cheese pizza and we were like (laughs) yeah that's true that's what i said (laughs) yeah and i was like why didn't you say anything when we were trying to pick a group pizza and it was like our like collective conflict avoidance just like nobody wanted to be the one (laughs) I wanted mac and cheese pizza. I liked mac and cheese pizza. <laughs> me too. Hey, you know what? Two out of four, that's pretty good. It's hard to settle <laughs> with me with pizza. So I think that's a great idea. And I don't eat anything. So You guys are like cheese pizza. <laughs> yeah. I love a good pepperoni. <laughs> but anyway, we got we got this pizza. And just, just for a quick moment, some of my favorite memories of my entire time at, at Drake were just these like late, late night study vibes where we're all sitting at a table and we're studying, but like nothing's getting done. Like we think we're getting stuff done, but in reality, we're just confirming what we already know. <laughs> awesome. This was happening. Yeah. Yes. No, we, yeah. it was like a fusing of our brains really to make ourselves feel good because it was getting so late at that point like we were just done absolutely so i learned a lot in those moments one particular night (laughs) and i don't know how to tell this story without (laughs) i can tell it shannon please (laughs) well it it was the same night that we had all ordered the mac and cheese pizza and at about one o'clock in the morning the four of us collectively decided that we were done and we needed to go home. So we left Drake's campus and walked on this very long arch and we were just, all four of us were walking in the same direction, safety in numbers. It was great. And we got to about the front of the Olmstead Center and mm-hmm. this- Right before we lost Lexi, because Lexi Correct. was going to GK. It was right yeah. before we lost Lexi, but Lexi was in fact- still Still with us at this point and this dare we call her a person (laughs) figure came towards us and she was it was i mean again it was february it was so cold we were all bundled up in boots and coats and hats and this this woman is wearing like a long flowy white dress nude heels a white puffer coat 
and she has the blondest hair I've ever seen and she is so pale and she walks up to us and she asks about quad quad is not a thing for because quad had already been replaced by the double hubble <laughs> double hubble and so all four of us i mean lexi's a pro because she was an ra and she knew she knew all the hours and it was 1 a.m so the non-existent quad slash double hubble was already closed and lexi was like oh no like we haven't had quad in a while but what can I help you with? And wasn't she looking for like a utensil of some kind? I think she, so. Like it really wasn't anything it like was important. But she was also holding like an iPhone 4. Yes. iPhone like, 4. Don't, like, wow, do they make those anymore? <laughs> do those still work anymore? Yeah. So she's holding an iPhone 4. She's looking for some utensil and wants to know if the non-existent quad is open. We tell her, we're very sorry, but no, it is 1.15 in the morning and Quad is no longer open. And it doesn't this, exist. And this, Quad hasn't been open in months, but it's also definitely not open after 1.15 in the morning. And then she says, well, I'm just trying to find some Wi-Fi to download an app. <laughs> and we asked her if she had any cellular data that she could use, and she looked at us like we were aliens. And... <laughs> Then she basically just she told us, okay, I'm just gonna go sit outside of Old Main and try to use <laughs> Wi-Fi to download this app. <laughs> and then we all walked away collectively, and when we turned around, she wasn't there anymore. She was gone. Evaporated. <laughs> Literally could not even see her walking the rest of the way to old Maine. have no idea what this where this woman went that was the most paranormal thing that has ever happened to me in my whole life i, I love it, ghost girl <laughs> and did it okay didn't she say that she had been trying to download that app for like hours, hours. Yes, yes for like hours, hours. and so i think what, she was and... worried was she worried about like leaving campus and losing all of her progress yes yes she thought the app would delete off of her phone if she left wi-fi but she like wasn't really even on wi-fi because it wasn't down. Clearly not a student. Or maybe she was. Or maybe not even alive. Uh, maybe we she was there. Drake passed. The only <laughs> we were all delusional, delirious. It was one in the morning. <laughs> she we was are like, never the there. Four people that have ever seen Ghost Girl, and we are probably the only four people that ever will. But it was a shared experience, and all four of us very much believe that it happened. Yeah, absolutely. There- it was a moment of mass psychosis among the if, four of us. If other people hadn't been there, I I think I by now I would have convinced myself that I made the whole thing up. I no, agree. I, agree. <laughs> I still okay. Wait, the one detail that I remember differently is that I thought she was wearing like a mink fur coat. Yes, that's yes, what it was. But it was like white and very yes. puffy. Yes, it was like mm-hmm. so. The mink my... was very specific, though, Peyton. You're right. It was. It was. It w- it was such a vibe, and I was really here for it. It was giving mid to late two thousands. My guess is this is a ghost of someone from the mid to late two thousands, because they had an iPhone four and speeds were slow, data was slow, internet was slow, quad was open in two thousand and seven. <laughs> Critical late <laughs> as well. They, they were open late. <laughs> they were. They were open. <clears throat> they were open late and existed. Obviously, there's no other theory that makes sense. <laughs> Ghost and Girl Forever remains. Officially, our podcast became Paranormal Activity. Officially. Actually, we're changing the brand. Um, Hard Pills to Swallow. <laughs> Ghost Stories. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Us. <laughs> Not the Ghostbusters. Ghost Not Girl. the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Hard Pills to Girl. Swallow. <laughs> okay, but didn't... You guys encounter Ghost Girl again after that? Yes. Shannon, you it was during us? the day. It was a daytime thing. We were sitting at those picnic tables by the freshman dorms. I don't, We were just doing homework. I don't know. And it was like from afar toward like the reflecting pond area, like area. And she was down there, like in the same outfit. I don't know that she had like the coat on because it was spring yeah. at this point. No, she like, had the coat warm. on, which is why we were both like, we oh, have you're seen right. that mink coat before. before. And now it's still in heels. In a different place. 
still in the heels, still in the white dress. We didn't like talk to her or anything, but we definitely saw her. Yes. Which once again, same outfit? Yes. Haunting. Um, a rare daytime haunting. <laughs> <laughs> They're not frequent. <laughs> anyway, one of the best moments of my life. I'm sure between all of us, Fiona, you're right. If I would have been by myself, I would have gaslit myself into thinking that did not happen to me. Absolutely. I would have been like, oh, I was so tired that I just like dreamt that experience because there's no way. I am so glad I had three of my favorite people of all time present for the exact same moment just to convince me that I am not insane enough to manifest a ghost in my exhaustion. On your own. Yes. Lexi, what was your, like, okay, you split from us after that. Like, we all I walked back to had, West Village. Like, what were we you thinking? We had time thinking? to decompress. Like, yeah. We had time to discuss. You just had to go off on your own. Yeah, well, I remember I was just trying to make it to GK in one piece because I was like, I, I, we don't know where she went. Now I'm by myself. And I remember you all were like, make text us when you get inside. Like, make sure you let us know when you're there. And so I was just really focused on just trying to get inside GK where they have locked doors <laughs> and because I just didn't know where she went. And yeah. And then afterwards, I was like, what in the world just happened? But I was so tired at that point. I honestly just kind of fell asleep. I remember getting back to my apartment with those with with the other two. I pointed them on the Zoom screen and I was like, OK, good night. And then I went into my room and I think Avery was still up. And I like looked at him and I was like, you will never believe <laughs> what just happened. I did that with my roommate too, except my roommate was Fiona. And I looked <laughs> at her and I said, you will never believe what we just saw <laughs> together. We talked about that for days. Days. We were telling everyone we met. That was my <laughs> favorite story. <laughs> Ghost Girl was a daily story. I would tell a new person every day, just in the hopes that someone else would experience this moment. That they'd seen her, like no one did. No, maybe it's just us. Maybe we have like the the seeing eye, <laughs> <laughs> but only sometimes, <laughs> like only, twice only... in a year. <laughs> so anyway, that's in in a nutshell one of the top ten stories of all time that has ever happened at Drake University. <laughs> Or moments of our lives. There's so much in there that's so college. We were studying late at night. We ordered pizza. Two of us ate the pizza. Two of us said, oh, sorry, I don't like that pizza. <laughs> and then all four of us saw a ghost. Speaking of studying, Fiona, you were like an honorary pharmacy student. How many times do you think someone said that you were in pharmacy or assumed you were in pharmacy or made a comment about it? That's a tough question because it's probably a lot. Um, partly my own fault because I arguably spent as much time in the atrium as anyone else. Like I, I was in there studying. I certainly wasn't studying pharmacy, but I was in there studying. Probably one of my fondest memories related to that topic is I think this was either like sophomore year or like spring or freshman year. Um, Somebody in Kappa Psi asked me if I wanted to play on the um, soccer in a real team. And I was like, oh, I do that for you. I'm so sorry. I'm not even a pharmacy student. Never mind in your pharmacy fraternity. Despite your maybe um, conflicting views otherwise, because I am always here with the people in this class that are in your pharmacy fraternity. Do you really thought that you were just a member because you mm -hmm. were with us all the time? <laughs> I went from place to place with the rest of the pharmacy students in class, whatever, your class is 2024. So I was just kind of like part of it. Honorary. So my friends, though. So I was like, what I, people I hang out with. I will say, I, one thing I was really good for, though, I could give it. I could give a pharmacy tour, like to a prospective family. I could knock a pharmacy tour out of the park if Caitlin wasn't available. See, you could do that, Fiona, and that's a, that's a skill that very few people are ever able to accomplish. Let alone, it's it's easier if you're pharmacy.
But to be a non-pharmacy student and give a good pharmacy tour, that is a feat that seldom has ever been achieved. And the admissions office was very great to have you on payroll for just a year. It's a crime. You should have been on payroll for four years. Fiona's other incredible pharmacy skill is that if as soon as anybody ever asked about an exam date, she already knew what day it was, even though she did not have to take the exam, but she still that knew what it was. true. I, I think I knew Shannon's schedule better than Shannon knew her schedule sometimes. <laughs> like, I, I, there's many times we'd be sitting in the atrium and I don't know, like, I think I can remember, like, Maddie Lee, we were having conversation about, like, what you guys were doing in, like, I don't know, it's probably like BPSA or something, like in lab. And I'd be like, oh, this, this week. And everybody at the table would be like, okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I'd be like, you got it. I, uh, Fiona definitely kept me on track. She was kind of like my personal planner. Like I also had a planner, but I also had a Fiona. So it was like a backup. That just works like that. Um, Avery would have been my personal planner if he wasn't everywhere all at once. <laughs> and that's okay. I loved that. I lived alone, so. That is true, Lexi. <laughs> you were your own personal planner. Yeah. Which, I guess so was I. But you know what? <laughs> that's the life it of an RA. Out. That's the life of an RA and someone who lives in the penthouse in West Village. I know the penthouse. It actually costs the exact same amount as any other double room, <laughs> but it was just in a really fun little location. Fiona and I had the most superior double room, though. Oh, you did. That was a good room. Two bathroom sink. Double like, bathroom boys. <laughs> we just they didn't have West. a closet. Wow. Well, anyway, that's our P one year. Now, Fiona famously. Famously graduated in the Lord's Year of 2022, which was one of the saddest days of our lives. Who who knows if it was a sad day for Fiona? I'm assuming it was. But then she had to obviously move on to something a little more important than undergraduate, which was her grad program. Now, Fiona, why did you choose to do PT school over pharmacy? Trader. <laughs> wow, throw me under the bus like that, Peyton. Um, well, I did have, you know, like insider information about pharmacy school from the viewers like you all, viewers, listeners, perhaps would be a better choice of word there. And, you know, it just didn't seem appealing in most ways. Yeah, I did take a pharmacy class. I should I should put this out there. I took um, a pharmacy class with Dr. Musami my senior year in the spring. I was actually, I enjoyed it. It was very nice, but I don't think I could do that for the rest of my lifetime. It was just like a lot. So yeah, that's why I guess I didn't do pharmacy, but um, PT, I don't know. Um, The thought of going to med school is also like way too much, like way too much. I don't know. The thought of residency for all those years is kind of just like, it's not, it's not something I wanted to do. So PT, you don't have to do residency. For anyone that was curious, it's not a requirement. You can do it. I'm leaning less and less toward it because I'm just so tired of school. Sure, you can all relate. But I don't know. So it's like it's a three-year program. The third year is like mostly clinicals. I don't know. It's kind of cool. We already had one of our clinicals. You just like you get to spend a lot of time with your patients. And like that's one of the things that I really like about it. I know for some people that isn't really their thing. But I don't know. It's nice to just like you get to spend a lot of time with them. You get to know them pretty well. And they like as long as they like want to get better, like anything that you can do for them, they're gonna be happy. They're gonna be happy to see you because you're gonna make them feel better in theory. I love that. And so you're in your you're in your second year. So do you do so it's like two years didactic in in person, like or like classroom learning. And then is it it's a full year of of clinical experiences after that? So like we'll start our clinicals next May. So we have like three 12 week blocks, but then at the end of like the fall 12 week block and the spring 12 week blocks, we have like a four week like sprint run of classes, basically. I don't know. Their whole thought process, like people always say like they wish they got to see their classmates one more time before graduation. So we're just going to make you come back to campus and have classes for four weeks when you haven't had classes. 12 weeks. I don't really understand the thought process there, but... Oh, yeah, the third year is mostly clinical. 
see i would love i would love and hate that <laughs> like to get to be back in the classroom with all these people i think it'd be really fun for like an hour and then it would set in again that we have to learn <laughs> in the classroom again projects yeah i just a lot huh so then, yeah. so then you graduate after that it's still it's yeah. so weird to think like i don't know it feels like you've been gone for like an eternity and you've only done <laughs> one like full year of school <laughs> yeah um, anyway anyway I, I we're gonna ask a few more questions to you a little bit later about pt and and what's ahead but uh just to quickly check in with shannon again because shannon of course repeat guest you've now had did you have your off block yet i did i did have my off block when was which block was your off block block three was my off block Oh, that's so exciting. Just like just that. like our lovely host, Lexi Downer. Lovely host, Lexi Downer. So you were off for block three. What did you do during your off block? Wow. What didn't I do during my off block? I visited our dynamic duo, uh, Fiona, in Chicago. I know you're all shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Chicago for four days. I also shadowed a pharmacist in Milwaukee. Um, she's a pharmacy resident at a outpatient clinic through Concordia University. So it's a federally qualified health center that is um, kind of like works in conjunction with the university. And so she's the resident there. So I got to shadow her for a day. It was wonderful. And I also was able to go home to Phoenix for a week and I spent three days in California with two other Drake Pharmacy graduates, Grace and Annika. And they basically gave me full tours around their new hometowns in California, San Jose and San Francisco, and just got to catch up and enjoy California weather and have a great time for the weekend. And of course, I put in some hours at my lovely community pharmacy doing clinical service work and making some money. And there you go. And that's all we can ask for, for an off block. I had a very full off block. I definitely use it to the fullest. There you go. There you go. I love that. So now you're at an Amcare site. This is your Amcare rotation, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. Do you, first of all, are, what what is Amcare? <laughs> I should probably ask you. So Amcare is basically an abbreviation for ambulatory care. And it's essentially when a pharmacist goes and conducts some clinical service work and medication management in usually an outpatient clinic. So it's going to be probably a doctor's office. Currently, I'm in an internal medicine doctor's office, but sometimes you can be internal medicine, you can be family medicine, or you can work in other specialties doing some really specific medication management. Our team with internal medicine manages a lot of chronic disease states like diabetes and heart failure. And then we also do some like nutritional adjustments and smoking cessation. So helping that's kind of our primary patient population right now. But depending on what clinic you work in, you might have kind of some different management techniques kind of a really interesting role for a pharmacist but I have really liked it so far um I will say for those of you who thought that ambulatory care meant being a pharmacist in ambulance I also did too so Shannon gave a really great definition of it or kind of what it is that they do because I honestly thought that it meant being a pharmacist in an ambulance when I first started I will throw my own brother under the bus here he also thought that he thought he was like oh that sounds really fun and I said oh actually well it's not an ambulance it's like and he goes oh but it's like an emergency and I said mm, no it's actually the opposite of an emergency we don't do a whole lot of critical access critical care uh endeavors but that is how I like it so I will I will take it <laughs> an, an honest and easy mistake to make I, like Lexi, for an embarrassingly long amount of time, thought that Amcare meant ambulance pharmacist, <laughs> which would be so interesting, maybe. <laughs> I don't know how useful I'd be in that scenario <laughs> with the, like, 12 drugs you get to use in an ambulance, but I'm sure I could be of assistance if necessary. 
Shannon, you said you liked the the okay. slower pace of of Amcare. Can you describe a bit more about like in depth, like what your experience has been so far at your site and your roles and responsibilities? Yeah, so like I talked about, we do a lot of chronic disease state like medication management. So we do a lot of anticoagulation work. So checking INR for patients on a regular basis and making dose adjustments if they come in with it too high, too low, um, and leave it alone if it's just right, but kind of learning how to figure out, you know, what is the best move for this patient and how to keep them safe with their anticoagulation. I also do a lot of diabetes management. So patients that, you know, aren't in the office as often, um, just you know, there's no reason for them to come in for an office visit every couple of weeks, but we do tend to check in with them on their blood sugars and making sure everything's going well. A lot of these patients are being switched to continuous glucose monitors or CGMs. So in the clinic, we actually have access to kind of a bank of our patients' CGM data. So we can look at them and watch their trends and kind of see everything that's happening in real time and for the last two weeks and see if there's medication changes that we feel like would be relevant. So we actually make a really, you know, like detailed phone call out to the patient and do a med rec and ask them about their lifestyle and exercise habits and eating habits. And then based on all the information, we can kind of decide whether this would be best managed by medication change or best managed by a lifestyle adjustment or if they you know are having like an emergency where they we would recommend they go to an urgent care an emergency room or schedule an appointment with a physician but in this case as pharmacy students our preceptor gives us a lot of autonomy to make our own decisions based on what the patient is telling us and what we feel like is best for the patient Of course, since we're students, it does have to go through our preceptor, and sometimes it even has to go through the the primary care provider in the office. But it is really nice to be able to gather the information that you think you need and make a decision based off of that, and then be able to be the person that is directly managing this patient's care. And then speaking, I guess, to kind of the slower paced environment, I don't want to necessarily say it's like slow because it's definitely busy. We definitely have our hands full. We have a lot of patients to see in person. We have a lot of patients to call on the phone. But I do feel like there is time to speak with the patient and hear what their opinions are, their thoughts are. I am a huge proponent of shared decision making when it comes to like chronic disease state management. And so This is a location where patients can honestly have a lot of say in how they are managed personally. And so helping them make a decision that they feel really good about and they feel empowered to follow through on is really, really cool. Yeah. No, I would 100% agree. Bless you, Peyton. (laughs) Because if you're just like talking at someone and you're like, oh, well, you need to do this and you need to do this and they typically people don't like doing that and then they're not going to get the health benefits if they don't believe into it too and feel like they have a say in it so I also really like Amcare that's my next one so I'm glad that you are enjoying it because that gives me so much inspiration for my upcoming block no same my next one is also Amcare so it's good to hear that it's going well (laughs) or at least it's interesting so anyway we're going to kind of move into our, our final block of this this podcast, which is the same basically for for everyone who's been on this. So as I say every time, this is, after all, a podcast about the journey through pharmacy school or grad school for Fiona. So for Shannon and Fiona, we'll start with Shannon, I guess. It, and I know you've already given your advice kind of before, but do you have any advice you want to give to those who may just be starting their journey through pharmacy school? Yeah, I think in the spirit of this kind of being like a dynamic duo episode, I think a huge part of pharmacy school is finding people that you can really lean on. You know, it doesn't have to be the person that you live with and it doesn't have to be your family that lives tens of hundreds of or thousands of miles away. Um, It can be a peer, it can be a classmate, it can be a mentor, it can be a, a boss or a coworker. But just finding people that will support you and finding people that you are comfortable around and just like 
make you feel like you're in the right place is so important. Um, and I do think there are just so many opportunities at Drake specifically to do that. Just, I mean, it's so hard sometimes to put yourself out there and try something new or get involved in an organization that you don't know that much about because, you know, like what if, you know, you start like going down the rabbit hole of what if nobody likes me? What if I fail? What if I'm not good at it? What if I don't like it? But I think there's a lot to be said for just giving it a shot, trying it, because even if you find something that you just you really don't like, you might meet someone really good out of it. This is the realest advice I've ever heard. <laughs> That's so true. Hey, you know what, Lexi? Thank you, first of all, <laughs> for what? being that support system. That support oh. system on day negative two of pharmacy school. Negative one. Negative it was, one. I'm it was sorry. a Sunday. We've been over this. I know we have, but it feels like forever ago. <laughs> forever ago plus one ago. Regardless, <laughs> I think we got lucky. I think Shannon and Fiona also kind of got a bit lucky. Just, you know, you, you we we found our, our, our people pretty quickly. Um, but it's, I agree, Shannon. It's, there's so much more in college than just like this personal growth. Because you can only grow so much without the help of others. <laughs> um, and, and finding someone or, or, or multiple people to just kind of be there for you if you need to lean on anyone is, is something that is is correlated with with the success you're able to have in school and then you're able to have such great memories like ghost girl absolutely and remember those memories and don't convince yourself that they were fake correct <laughs> thank you everyone now fiona i know i know you did not go through pharmacy school at drake uh, you you kind of did you saw it through the most intimate lens <laughs> <laughs> You were right there through all of it. And then you you you'd made the 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 more I think difficult decision to move because when you're looking at schools, I remember there were some that were closer and some that were farther away from from Des Moines. And so you kind of made I think a more difficult decision to to move a little bit farther away from all these people who you just gotten to know after uh four years. So do you have any advice to people? I think especially those who may not be sure about grad school or may want to go somewhere else, study a different program. Do you have anything at all to say to them? Yeah, I mean, like, it's definitely an adjustment, like, the process of, like, like, I mean, obviously, you guys went through the application process, and that was no joke, and, like, it doesn't matter where you're applying to go to grad school, it doesn't matter what your program is in, like, you're gonna have to work for it, so you, like, you gotta be pretty sure you want to do it before you start on it, but, like, if you've gotten yourself to the point where you're applying to grad school, like, give yourself some credit, like, remember, like, what, like you you've gotten yourself to the point where you're like being able to apply for grad school like you you should be proud of like the work that you've done to this point and like it's a pretty good indicator that like you're probably going to be okay like you're going to be able to do like what it is that you want to do um I definitely struggled with that like the adjustment was just so different going from kind of like you said like you have all these people that you've like spent all this time with and you've like I mean obviously like that was like living there and I was like living with the people I was spending all my time with and then like changing programs and like the program makeup here is so different like we have a lot of like people who this is like a second career for them or they like worked straight out of college so they've been out of school for a few years so it's just kind of like a different dynamic and I think that's actually a lot more of like what grad school looks like and I think the way that like the Drake program is like it really does like it's very much like you're coming straight in at like 20 years old which is so crazy um I don't I truly looking back on it I don't know how you guys were doing that because I was 22 doing this and I was like I, my frontal cortex is a little more developed than you guys is for so I don't know but just Speak like for yourself my frontal lobe was doing great things when I was 20 <laughs> years old well that makes one of us Shannon <laughs> But I don't know, like, it's going to be a lot of work. And I think you kind of have to, like, resign yourself to that. But just, like, figuring out how to, like, balance that with like, living your life so that you can still, you know, like, live your life. Like, I, it's definitely a process. Like, no matter what, you even if you worked really, really hard in undergrad and, like, you felt like you were having to do a lot of work all the time, grad school is going to knock you off your feet, knock the wind out of you the first couple of weeks, for sure. It certainly did that for me. But I don't know, you kind of have to like, like you, you got yourself here, so like you can keep going. But I think what Shannon said is really important, like finding your people to like keep you 
like supported through that. Like I really struggled last year because I didn't really have a lot of friends in the program. Like it was just like a really difficult adjustment from having, like I did at Drake, people with me every day that I would study with all the time. Like, I don't know, Shannon and I like lived in the atrium at nights and I didn't have like a comp for that year. Um, UIC still had a lot of really strong COVID stuff going on last year. So like the library would close at like 6 p.m. Like that, that was not super helpful. Then I'd be like sitting at my desk and I'd never been good at my desk <laughs> in my room. So I've definitely gone off on too much of a tangent here. But just like remembering that like you're going to have to work for it, but like you you can do it. You, you got yourself to this point. You just kind of have to keep working, keep chipping away. Everyone take that to heart as you start grad school. I know the P1s just had their first biochem and physiology exams this week, and we are all here for you as P4s. We we will say that it gets better, and that is not helpful in the moment, um, but you will look back on this experience after trudging through three years of didactic coursework, and and you'll realize that, yes, it it, it, it is okay in the end. It's just something that you really have to work for. Um, anyway, on that somber note, favorite memories. I love favorite memories. Fiona, of your four years at Drake, can you do you have something in particular that that really stands out to you? Oh man, I don't know. There were so many. I mean, you obviously can't be like I don't know. Senior year relays was really fun. I mean, Shannon, you can second this. We did a lot of like really just like wacky fun stuff freshman year, like just like. We were not working that hard. I mean, we were working hard in school, but like we were just like we just had a lot of fun freshman year. Nothing, nothing in particular, like that I could like pinpoint. But like we were, we had a lot of fun. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Freshman year, there were so many memories. Freshman year, well, one of them was when you literally were on a bus all night coming back to Drake, and then you showed up like Monday morning after fall break, and. We were like just like so on edge for the entire day. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I remember I... when we went to play mini golf and then all of our friends, we like we packed seven of us in a sedan to go to mini golf. And then um Fiona and I went to the bathroom and then we came out of the bathroom and all of our friends had left. They left us there. And then they told us that they were somewhere and we had to go find them but we didn't have a car. It was like 10 p.m. and we were like running through a parking lot. I don't know. We were probably, where were we? Uh, we were like by the Best Buy in West Des Moines. West Des Moines. Okay. I couldn't remember. We were I'm like sure running through the parking hay, but... lot, just like trying to find our friends that left us behind. <laughs> they were still there, but we had to work to find them. They were, they had hidden the car. <laughs> it's just like grad school. <laughs> <laughs> This is not supposed to be easy. <laughs> you have to work for it. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just like a lot of good stuff freshman year. Not that there wasn't good stuff after that, but I don't know. Like, and then, I mean, even with COVID, like it was a, certainly an adjustment for school, but like, I don't know, Shannon and I did a lot. I mean, a lot of fun in the apartment. We, we like cut you you'd come out for those 15 minutes between your classes and we'd like digest everything we had just had in class and then we'd like go back our separate ways into our room and go back to class. There were a few iconic COVID moments, one of which is that um, Fiona and I finished the entire series of New Girl during our P1 year. That is so true. We That's So impressive. that was amazing. That, it, it was impressive. We did a great job. The other iconic moment was when the West Village maintenance team came and decided to test the fire alarms when we were both in class. And we told them that we were in class and they said, yeah, so was the whole building and proceeded to test the fire alarms anyway. <laughs> so that was fun. Also, oh. all the fire drills in the middle of the night. So good. I have another um, iconic I don't know if Fiona was there, but I know for sure Shannon was there. I was over at your apartment for something, and that was when GK had the gas leak. Oh, yeah. Wait, I remember this. <laughs> Were we all together? I don't know if I was with you, but I remember the gas leak. GK I, was over, a gas leak. I was over at your guys' apartment, 
for what dinner or hanging out i don't know and then gk had the huge gas leak and i am frantically texting and calling my residents to like get out but i was like there's really nothing i can do like i'm just gonna stay with shannon and fiona <laughs> we were having dinner i think we were is that oh my gosh shannon and i need like lots of soup in the crock pot that was in our like crock pot era of living together and we had way too much soup i feel like that's why we, we were like, oh, we could have Lexi over for soup. Like, we were trying to pawn soup off on. Like, that was going to be, like, the reason we wanted to come over was our, like, mediocre at best. <laughs> no, I love soup. And, Fiona, anything is better than Double Hubble. So, oh, so true. true. So Wait, true. Lexi, I, for a moment, was really paranoid. You were going to bring up another separate instant or um, uh, story where um, I was not with you guys. You were living in my apartment. And you found my can opener. Fiona wasn't there for that. It was just I'm not there. It was just Shannon, but I'm gonna say it anyway because I am embarrassed and I want this out there. So I I'm like full transparency. My can opener didn't work. It was actually just broken <laughs> in my apartment, and so Le- Lexi tried to use it. <laughs> also, okay. To be fair, we had an automatic can opener in my house, so like I honestly physically did not know how to use a like a hand can opener so that was also partly on me but continue no it's the the story is is that you tried to use it and it wasn't working because it was broken (laughs) so lexi called me lexi called me in my apartment and said do you know how to use a can opener and i said yes (laughs) <laughs> and so she brought the can and Peyton's can opener to my apartment and I took one look at that can opener and I was like that is not gonna open a can because <laughs> it has super broken <laughs> no the, the story behind that can opener said I it was my first time ever using it and I was trying to open up a can of pumpkin to make pumpkin pie because it was Thanksgiving and <laughs> And I turned it like once and it just like snapped (laughs) and like a bunch of gears went flying everywhere. And I was like, oh, and so I used a fork to open up the rest of that can. (laughs) I kept the can opener hoping I could fix it. I was going to say, you would think after something breaks, you would like throw it away or get a new one. No, he kept it. And so I I didn't have a replacement. (laughs) So I asked Shannon very embarrassingly well, do you have a can opener that works? And can you open this can for me so I can make the chicken quesadilla? <laughs> did did you were... get me another can? No, Iris got me Iris a can did. opener for my for Christmas. And yes. you know what? It just comes full circle and that can opener still works to this day. Also, hasn't been used. <laughs> to this so it, do we know that it works? That's true. This this could actually be false. I could be lying to the audience right now, to our listeners. Anyway, I just thought I'd tell a can opener story, <laughs> because why not? Uh, one more question for for both of our 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 people today, which is the future. I know the future's scary, but what does it look like after this? Shannon, I guess I'll start with you. Just knowing that Amcare is going kind of well, has that changed any of your plans for post grad, or are you still kind of on the fence about everything? So I really do like my Amcare block. I think realistically, I am hoping to pursue a residency in an outpatient setting. Not really sure if that looks like ambulatory care or more of a community setting, but looking to kind of further my education with a residency. Long term, I feel like I said this on my last showcase on the podcast, I would like to go into academia and be faculty at a university somewhere, but Starting small, I would love to just kind of get a outpatient residency and learn a little bit more about what it takes to be an ambulatory or community pharmacist. And that's fantastic. I love that. We still have plenty of time before we have to graduate. Fiona has even more time. Um, however, Fiona, with with two years ahead of you of mandatory school with potentially residency afterwards as well, do you have any inkling of what you want to do or where you want to practice? I have kind of been all over the place. Like back when I was like last year, and I, I was about to think that seemed like it was like fourteen thousand years ago. Um, last year when I was starting PT school, um, I don't. I was like kind of thinking about do, going into peds, and then 
Janet and I kind of have like opposite <laughs> plans in terms of like how we want to see patients in the future. <laughs> and yeah, so I was thinking about peds and then I was really interested in neuro. So like stroke patients, that type of thing. But now that we've kind of gotten into more of our like higher level, cl- level classes where we're kind of like doing more like, like kind of like practice, like patient cases, we do a lot more of that now. I have like really enjoyed like the acute care stuff. So like more like like high paced, like high level stuff, not so much like outpatient setting. And this may just be like the way that the class we're having right now on PEDS is being run, but I'm not really loving like that as much as I thought I was going to. And um, neuroanatomy, which we took last spring, was like the hardest class I've ever taken ever all time in anything that I've ever done. So I'm not so sure that like that is going to be my thing. But I have really enjoyed acute care, like everything that we've kind of done in that. We did like some mock patient cases this week that I, not to brag about myself, but I think I did really well in, and my feedback was really good. So that made me feel pretty good about myself. And I've just kind of enjoyed it. I do have to credit that somewhat to you guys because all the pharmacy stuff is something that a lot of people struggle with, like the drug names and stuff. And I tend to knock that stuff out of the park and got to give credit where credit's due because I would not have that without having sat in the atrium for many, many nights listening to you guys talk about all the drugs. <laughs> also, shout out to Dr. Munasami. So that is also true. That class really did prepare me. A true king, Munasami. He really was. But yeah, so I'm thinking maybe like acute care and I've kind of gone off the residency train because I'm just so tired of school and the residents that we have that come assist in our labs just somehow look more tired than we do. So. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm like I'm fully committed to pursuing residency, but I'm like I'm getting tired. <laughs> just you know, learning for six years now, gonna be seven or eight after this. It's it's a lot of learning to do. I'd love to feel stable at some point in my life and feel like my knowledge. Obviously, your knowledge is never set. Care is constantly changing, but I'd love to have a solid baseline knowledge that'll propel me into my career. <laughs> and one day I'll have that. I personally um, would like to not move every five weeks would be a really good like jumping off point for for me to to settle down somewhere. Which is fair. We also all technically did choose <laughs> to to go different places, but I'm like every day I'm like, oh, I have to move in like a week <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to move again. That's so much work to pack up my life and put it in the same suitcase that I've been using for the past 15 weeks soon to be more anyway anyway on that note uh thank you both so much for coming on the podcast it was truly an honor and a privilege to have you both on at the exact same time Uh, a duo that i never thought i would see ever again together with me and lexi in the room so this is a fantastic little reunion moment for all of us any any final parting words any parting thoughts i will be present at your graduation yes (laughs) (laughs) my sister graduates the same weekend oh i I forgot about that yeah well she graduates after us you got to come to see us first the better ceremony the shorter the shorter ceremony true (laughs) it's gonna be be fun with our mystery officiator oh Oh, yeah the mystery who knows what's gonna happen to us there's a little bit of drama in the college but we'll let the official news outlets get to that later um with how things are shaking up at drake lexi do you want to sign us off I would love to. Thank you so much, both of you. It was so good to see you and catch up and just be together again. But thank you so much, everyone. That's all we have for you this week. And we'll pharma. See you later.